Attend while in high school. Jumpstart your career. Your high tech training starts here. Van Buren Tech, your career, your future, your life. The Breakfast Club on WCSY FM South Haven is paid for by Enterprises LLC. Welcome to The Breakfast Club on Super Hits 103.7 Cozy FM. Highlighting what's good every Friday morning as experts, organizations, and event planners focus on the positive and relevant ways to experience hope. Teresa Getman, Rosalie Placati, and Paul Leyendecker are your hosts on Cozy and the podcast at WCSY.com. The Breakfast Club is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at whitefordwealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com. Now, today's Breakfast Club on Cozy. I'm Paul Decker with Teresa Argetman and Rosalie Placati. Today, we continue our celebration of Southwest Michigan. Learn all about jerseys, dukes, blue crops, and I think Mike said 32 other varieties of blueberry goodness on the farm from DeGrand Champ Blueberry Farm. So who could our guest be? Hmm. Well, I would guess it could be a DeGrand Champ. And uh, I think I'm right. It is Mr. Mike DeGrandchamp, president and partner of DeGrandchamp's Farms. Um, it is blueberry season. That's why we needed to have you on. So welcome, Mike. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it is blueberry season and it's right on schedule. So That's good. And I'm, I'm glad I even got you for a few minutes. I know that as the season progresses and when I was working Blueberry Festival, uh, it's pretty hard to get you because you're pretty much working around the clock. But let's let's just kind of start at the beginning. I mean, this is a family endeavor and it has been for a while. Yes, uh my folks bought the original farm, about 12 acres here on Blue Star. 14th is about 12 acres, uh, 1958. So this is our 64th year. We've got the third generation uh, currently uh, involved, and they're taking over a lot of the management and, and giving us old guys a little bit of extra time off. Um, but um, so, yeah, it's it's been uh, uh, you know, we started with 12 acres. I think we're operating about 250 acres now, most of them in wow. South Haven Township, uh, some in Geneva Township, are all fairly close in the area here. Well, you know, I um, I didn't really appreciate um, farming as much as I did when I did work Blueberry Festival. I got to learn and get to know all the you and others, and it's hard work, and it's 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 weather, and it's production and it's uh, people that can work. I mean, you have a real, you have a lot on your plate besides just those beautiful blueberries. Yeah. There's, you know, there's a lot to it. Um, you know, as soon as we're done picking, you know, people want to know, what do I do? I said, well, we start getting ready for next year already. We're, you know, we start pruning, you get in the fields prepped, you get new plantings and, uh, you know, just it's uh, you know year round you're you're doing stuff, and uh, hopefully Mother Nature will cooperate. I mean, we got everything tiled. When we get too much water, we've got everything irrigated. When we don't get enough rain, uh, you know, so you you do what you can do, and then you just you know hope Mother Nature will cooperate and not give us all kinds of freezes in May and all of that. So this year, we you know this year has been pretty good season. So and far. Cran- cranberries too. 
Well, yeah, and that, that, in starts, the fall, in October, yeah. that starts in October, and that's, yeah. a, that's a whole other interview, right? Right. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do that later, yeah. And we'll do that in a, in a holiday. <laughs> so yes. I, I heard a rumor that your blueberries were featured in a salad at the lodge, and I saw uh, it, and it looked amazing. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's my daughter, her and her business partner, Meredith, um, you know, uh, and bought the old curve in and and so we got the grand champs blueberry salad there we have martha's blueberry uh jam drink uh and so yeah it works out pretty good so i gotta it, tell it's you quick, it's a quick delivery down there to her so i gotta tell you i was in the fifth grade when we moved to the united states or fourth and i got my first summer job they flew me in to work on my grandfather's blueberry farm and your uh, dad came over to my grandfather's farm, Mr. Barber. And uh, when he left, you know, he was asking about the window boxes, you know, when they used to, my grandfather used to grow them on the ground in window boxes right. on the ground. So, and then you guys had advanced to like the big greenhouses and um, my grandfather was still in the window boxes, but one bad winter, they survived like in the window boxes, but nowhere else. And when he, your dad left, I go, gosh, grandpa, how come you didn't pick a better name? They got the grand champs. I mean, that's like, he goes, that's their name. <laughs> I said, and you pick Barbour? <laughs> you know, so I thought that was the coolest thing. I thought you and Brian the best couldn't have had better names. I mean, good grief, the grand champs. That's I agree. Cool. I never thought of it that way, but you're yeah. right. And certainly you're very visible there on Blue Star Highway and you've started um, your, um, your you pick, right? Yeah, we opened up, I think, around the 1st of July. Uh, that's usually around somewhere around the 4th we open up and then we continue right on through August. Um, some years we end up a little sooner than that. But, yeah, we and we try to keep uh, – we got a lot of varieties there on the main farm, so we're moving from one variety to another, moving across the road one day. And we always want to give the you know, the people the best fruit we have at the time, so we'll move around. And, and, uh, and the people enjoy coming out and picking, so – so different yeah. varietals come about and ripen at different times. What's your favorite? What are, what, are, what are your favorites and what are your customers' favorites? I always tell everybody my favorite is the variety we're picking today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I've always said you put 10 varieties out and 10 people, you'll get 10 answers what their favorite. Right, right. Is. They're all, you know, everyone tastes a little different. Uh, they have a little different appearance, and they ripen at different times. And the, by the by the season or the weather climate, they can be different from one year to another. You got a lot of rain; they kind of bland out. I think you know they get full of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, there's but they're all they're all good. They're just all a little different. Well, I, I know that's one of our um, guests, our, our uh, visitors, like to do is you pick. I can't think of a more awful thing to do other than. <laughs> Um, and actually have to work for my blueberries because I could go to your store and buy blueberries. So let's talk about that for, for lazy people like me. Um, yeah. So we have, we have always had a big market, uh, uh, you know, for um, already picked berries. And so we're always have a lot of fives and tens and two pounders there. And so people can certainly uh, pick up, but it's a good family tradition. We've had, Mm-hmm. I think sometimes maybe up to third generations now come in to pick. They pick when they were, and they're bringing their grandkids to, to pick blueberries. So it's a great family outing, and so we cater to those, you know, the, the public to do that, and and they have a good always have a good time. So, 
Well, my grandkids love it. And they just did uh, strawberries when strawberries were in season. And I think for urban kids, my kids are urban. They live in a city. So to come out, first of all, to Michigan, which was gorgeous. And then to go to your farm, um, it, it, it is, it's a wonderful thing for children, I think, to actually see it and, and understand farming a little bit. And, but again, what I learned, uh, it's, it's not an easy business, is it? I mean, agriculture is tough. Well, yeah, you're dealing, you know, you're certainly dealing with mother nature on a lot of things and you try, try to um, accomplish enough stuff to prevent disasters, which you can. And then, you know, on the wholesale end, you know, and, you know we do a, a fair amount of retail you pick, but, you know, still the vast majority of ours goes to Michigan blueberry growers, a cooperative under the Nashrite label. Well, that, mm-hmm. you know, that wholesale pricing um, is a, it's a supply and demand. It doesn't reflect your cost of production. It's what the supply is at the time. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's difficult sometimes, you know, um, we'll see what we're going to do this year, what pricing they're going to do if we can, you know, we're up 30% on fertilizers and, uh, you know, just everything is up, up, up and freight and everything. So if we can recoup some of that, you know, that's, that's always a big if. I know. Um, well, and again, I think that, um, you know, we're the uh, self-proclaimed blueberry capital of the world or something. But, um, you know, with the festival coming up and, and it certainly highlights um, your crops and, and other growers' crops. Um, but oh, where was I going to go with this? It's um, it's a very healthy fruit, too. I mean, you've got the added benefit of all our nutritionists talking about blueberries. Yeah, we're, we're fortunate. I can remember going to some you know, national meetings, this was you know, decades ago where they're starting, you know, everybody always knew blueberries were good for you, but they actually were, we were probably the first crop that really figured out what it was and the different things. And we've spent over the years as a, as an industry, a lot of money on, on health benefits. And that's really hit the, hit the media and the public. And, you know, and they're, they're a heck of a lot better for you. They're, they taste a lot better in pancakes than uh, broccoli. I'll tell you that. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys have given me some good recipes. I don't know if I got it off a website or if it was a little booklet, but there are some go-tos that I use. It's like, I think it's Martha's. Um, it's, it's it, it was just three ingredients like blueberries. I want to say sour cream and, and brown sugar and brown yes that's that, was my, that's, that was my grandmother's you know my favorite thing so it's something as simple as that man so there's a lot of recipes and i think we have recipe books and i think they keep posting them on our websites and facebook and and so there's a lot they're very versatile uh, you know fruit you know well it is my favorite fruit um and i'm not saying that because you're here today but it is my favorite fruit um, and you have a market. I mean, not only do you sell the fresh uh, blueberries when they're in season, but you also do frozen and you do some other delicious things. Yeah, we have lots of uh, preserves and jams that we have custom made for us. We have uh, fudge, um, baked goods, um, you know, all, all kinds of real interesting things in there. that People come in and shop and that. How many people work for you? How many people does it take for a season? Well, we probably right now, depending on our handpicking crew, we can be up to 125 to 150 employees seasonally wise. And uh, the rest of the year, probably around 20 to 25. 
Okay. Well, now if, 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 uh, for some unbelief, if, if there's somebody that's listening that has their head in the sand, um, and doesn't know where you are or doesn't know how to find you, how can they do that? Well, we're just, uh, south of South, uh, 140 on Blue Star Highway, only three miles from downtown. And so we're certainly easy to find. We have a website, thegrandchamps.com. We're on Facebook, um, Instagram, and whatever, you know, social media things that are out there. Uh, uh, we're all there. My nieces take care of that stuff. They don't let me touch that. So uh, <laughs> That's a good reason, probably a good reason why I know I just start hitting buttons, right? Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> yeah, we're easy to find. And, uh, you know, are we on phone 637-3915. That's been the phone number since... Uh, uh, for 58 years, probably. Oh, so. Nice. com. Mm-hmm. That is the best name ever. I, I'm so jealous. Well, that's that's French. That means the big field in French. Mm-hmm. When you oh, really? It? Better. Oh, I love it. Wow. I just thought you were champions of blueberries. Oh, that's, that's it, yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Well, thank you, Mike, for coming on, finding some time. I know as the season progresses, that time gets more precious. So we really appreciate you coming on to talk about blueberry season in South Haven. Thank you much. Appreciate it. Did you know you can reach out to us with ideas and comments? Email the breakfast club at WCSY.com altogether. No spaces, the breakfast club at WCSY.com. We'll be right back. The South Haven Bangor and St. Joseph Banking Centers, a division of Sturgis Bank, believes in community. That's why they're proud to sponsor the new Breakfast Club, Friday mornings at 830 on Cozy FM. At the South Haven Bangor St. Joseph Banking Centers, it's people that make the difference. People that can help you build or expand your business. Stop at any of their branch locations in South Haven, Bangor, St. Joseph, or visit SturgisBank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation, downtown South Haven, works to get you out of pain, back to doing the things you love, and avoid invasive procedures. Dr. Vassar believes that working together with you to achieve your goals is one of the most fulfilling experiences. For a different chiropractic experience, learn more and make an appointment at Vassar Chiropractic. Practic.com. Proud sponsors of The Breakfast Club on Cozy FM. Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation, 330 Kalamazoo, downtown South Haven. This is The Breakfast Club on Super Hits, 103.7 Cozy FM. Highlighting what's good. The Breakfast Club on Cozy is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at whitefordwealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com. And now back to The Breakfast Club on Cozy. Thanks for listening to Cozy every Friday morning, 830, streaming at podcast at WCSY.com. Just click where you see shows and The Breakfast Club. I'm Paul Andecker with Rosalie Placati and Teresa R. Getman, all set for part two of today's Breakfast Club. I think you'll like this. Yes. Thank you, Paul. Another great name. Rob Bird. Boondog <laughs> Production. Boondog Production. Yes. I'm a big supporter. I've never heard someone say great name before. (laughs) Hey, we just had one great name in the first segment, and yours is a great name, too. Writer, producer, editor, narrator for the House of David documentary, Rob Bird. Can you? I know nothing about this, so I'm counting on you. (laughs) 
Oh, well, I hope not too much. No, I, the the of, what, what, do you, what, what would you like to know? Everything. I mean, how long did this take? And did you, were you an expert? Has this been in your, like on your bucket list? How did this happen? Uh, well, I guess I'll start with any time there's a documentary film or something to that effect. It's, it's part of a bucket list. I, I kind of don't discriminate on subjects to tell you the truth. If someone wants to make something, uh, a documentary and make something beautiful, I'm usually more than, more than, uh, happy to do so. About a year and a half ago when I started, uh, the let's talk real estate portion of my radio show, Tina Goodrich being a realtor, um, invited Chris Siriano down to talk about real estate, who is a realtor in St. Joe. And uh, we got talking and he said, well, come see the museum. Uh, they're on main street to kind of where I can't remember the name of the road where it splits to head off towards uh, Benton Harbor. As you go through St. Joe, he said, come on and check out the museum. And as I'm walking around, I checked the museum and I let me say, you know, I'm a filmmaker, don't you? And he goes, no, I had no idea. So we started talking uh, then, and that's kind of where it all started from. So from that time to right now, it's been about a year and a half. Wow. And you've done a lot of work on it. You've interviewed a lot of people. So how well- we, we didn't interview quite as many as I would have liked to. I mean, I'll say that we did, but we had five interviews in it that were really the, the main people. Uh, Chris Siriano, who is a historian and, uh, and he's a wealth of knowledge. Uh, Claire Adkin, who uh, wrote a book, Brother Benjamin. I can't remember the, the, the second title of that, but he's also a native to the area. We went to uh, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina to interview him. And then a guy by the name of Phil S. Dixon, who is a Negro League uh, uh, historian and writer. He's got like 10 books. Uh, and we went to uh, Kansas City and interviewed him about the in the baseball segment part, which is about 35 minutes of the actual film. So there's a film that's the culmination of all this. And yeah. Yeah. And I, and I have to say also, uh, Linda Stone was in it and she is a descendant of a member and related to someone who is – it, the story goes very deep. It's a really beautiful story. And then it, it takes a turn, a uh, cult-like turn that uh, had uh, Benjamin Purnell was accused of taking liberties with young women in his, in the uh, the community. And there was a trial. It was the biggest trial of the century of that time. And uh, it, it certainly was impactful on the area, but so it goes into that. We don't really dwell too much on that. The documentary is pretty much their great contributions that they made and kind of how they started where Benjamin started. And, and it kind of covers the amusement park, which not many people know in Benton Harbor, uh, at, behind the diamond house, uh, Eden Springs campground in that area, there's an amusement park that was over those years. And I can't tell you all the years because those numbers just don't work with me, but over the the time that it was uh, in operation, over 35 million people visited this uh, amusement park. And, uh, you know, going back to baseball, not many people know about baseball these days, but back in the day in the 20s, if you didn't, and Phil S. Dixon says this, and if you did, he says this in the documentary, he says, if you don't know about the House of David, you can go sit down because you don't know much about baseball. And, you know, and, and and it's really true. They are, they are certainly pioneers in the baseball and baseball. They're pioneers in lighted games at nights. They, they are not the, the inventors of lighted baseball. The Kansas city monarchs were, 
But uh, the House of David kind of took that as part of what they were doing and going all over the country, barnstorming is what they called it, and playing and putting the, the lights out at night and having night games. But they they would play, you know, uh, and I don't want to say the number on it either because, like I said, numbers and all that. But, you know, they would play three, four, five nights a week, and then on weekends they'd play double and triple headers. They, these these men played played the game. Now, I could say the only thing I did know about House of David was about baseball. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because, you know, that's that's all we've heard. But there's this documentary that's how long and it's like packed with all kinds of information. Yeah. Yeah. And and we also go and uh, you certainly most people and you won't know this at all, but they had an island call, called High Island, which was up in northern Lake Michigan where they harvested timbers. Nice. That's part of the story. And then the story of when Benjamin did die, um, what happened to the house of David, because they split, there was Mary's city of David, um, which was eventually called that it was, I can't remember the Mary's Israelite as reorganized by Mary Purnell, which later turned to Mary's city of David. And then there was still the old, uh, house of David. And it was like the Hatfields and McCoys. They, that was, they were not friends after that split. And so it's, I really can't go into, I mean, we could talk about it all day, but, uh, they had a judge by the name, who was a Supreme Court judge by the name of, uh, Judge Harry Dewhurst that came in and he's the one who defended Ben on all the rape charges and all that stuff. And he was eventually acquitted on those, but he was found guilty on a charge of, of, it was, I wish you, yeah, I almost have to see the documentary, but it was of being a false prophet type of thing and living like a king. But uh, they found him guilty of that, and he went home waiting sentencing, and he died. So then that's kind of where that that turn came. But uh, they had a guy by the name of, this is this really kind of strikes home to me, by the name of Harry Kirkham, who was a photographer. And when he came in, his job was turned devoted into documenting what they did. And as Chris says, it, he goes, I have over 10,000 images and I've actually been in the archives at Shiloh at the House of David. And believe me, they've got a lot more in there and stuff that nobody has ever seen. It's quite incredible. Wow. Yeah. And that's all he did was with his life was take pictures. And if you see the document that part of it, it really shows that that's what he did. He documented life. And it wasn't just the members of the House of David's life he documented, which he did that, but he documented people in the park and them coming to, you know, the games and all the people at the games. He, he was incredible. I, be, I bet those photos are amazing. I mean, what a time capsule of, of, of you know, the, the era. Um, now, Rob, you've got a show on Cozy. You do, you have Moondog Productions. Tell us a little bit about what you do besides making documentaries. Uh, as far as video production goes, I, I'll make any video anybody wants to make. It, it takes, you know, a little bit of cheddar and we can probably work something out. But uh, that's been my life since college. I went to school for it and uh, that's just what I've been doing uh, since then, uh, but they got the documentary love when I worked for uh, PBS and or WGVU in Grand Rapids 
uh, from 2000 to 2007. And I did a documentary on Gerald Ford, which was, was a, a big hit. And they still actually air that. And it's in the National Archives and all that stuff, too, because it's really the only documentary that's been done about Gerald Ford. Uh, you know, so that, and uh, I had the radio show, which is from six thirty to eight thirty every morning, uh, or every morning. I wish, uh, Saturday. No, actually, I don't. That's just way too much work. Um, I'll retire someday. Well, Rob. Paul, I don't want your job. I really don't. You work way too hard. He does. <laughs> I, I really, actually, you know, sometimes with having just the once a week, it uh, it's a detriment because we kind of have to structure it in, in a way that we can't talk about things real currently. Um, but at the same time, it's really nice that once a week I can come down. Even if I don't even want to plan it, I can say I make a couple phone calls. I've got the first half hours of blueberries with Shelly Hartman and the last half hour with, uh, with Tina Goodrich, which is real estate. So the middle is kind of, well, we just do whatever yeah. comes along and try to have fun doing it. <laughs> well, that's kind of how this breakfast show was in the day, right? Uh, at Golden yeah. Brown. It was yeah. Talking about what's going on. Yeah. Um, now I want to go back to something you said. Did you just say a little bit of cheddar? Does that mean money? <laughs> a little bit of money, yes. Okay. I don't. I, you know, I I don't do this for. for I, I could have interpreted sure. for you. Sorry. Yes, well, I knew I exactly did, what he meant. <laughs> I, I did figure it out, but I well, you know, a little bit of cheddar. I do work for food, and I have worked for food before, so <laughs> I, I I can't say that I won't work for uh, actual real man. cheddar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's let's uh let's spend some time talking about how people can find out more about your documentary, but also how people can find out about your radio show and how to get on that. So why don't you spend the last bit of our segment on that? Sure. Uh, the radio show, uh, if you want to really contact us and send an email to me, it's probably the best way is go to moondogshow.com. Uh, it's got the last five episodes there that you can listen to and some pictures of the crew and all that stuff. I try to keep it updated, uh, but uh, it, it always can use a little work for that for sure. If you want to know anything about the uh, documentary where you can uh, see a schedule and all that good stuff, you can go to hodfilm.com. It's hodfilm.com, which is House of David, hodfilm.com. I try to keep it simple as much as I could in as, as few letters. And you've had some real success with people coming to see it. I don't yeah, even know. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had a great uh, world premiere at uh, the Mendel Center at the Hanson Theater at LMC last week on Friday, a week from uh, today. And then uh, we had a. Um, well, we, the Loma is was playing, it, and then uh, on Wednesday, uh, the Michigan Theater had, it, and I think uh, tomorrow, I think the Wonderland Theater in Niles has it. But hmm. it's going to uh, in Coloma. It sold out in like the first ten, fifteen minutes, and there was a hundred people standing in line wanting to get in. Wow! So there's certainly some interest. Well, that's fantastic. That's cool. And we would be remiss. I mean, you talked about uh, Tina wonderful realtor here in town and mm -hmm. Shelly Hartman, but you can't mention blueberries and not say true blue farms. True blue I mean, farms in there. Big blueberries. I mean, the tune is blueberry you girls. Say the grand champion. Yes. You gotta say true yes. blue farms. Yes. Right. We've been having a good time for sure. And you know, as far as the radio show goes, it's just fun to get together once a week, sit down and talk. And, and when I kind of, when I started doing it, I was like, oh, I'm, probably an idiot for doing this. And I am kind of a glutton for punishment, but it was kind of, you know, especially through COVID and stuff with not being able to see and do something, not being able to work nearly as much every week. I had something that I accomplished and got something done. So, you know, in some way or another, you can almost say maybe it saved my life. 
Well, oh. and we're protégés of you, so um, <laughs> that was fun working with you. And you got a great studio. Your studio's at the uh, senior, the Van Buren Senior Center, right? Yeah, put, put a new put a new studio there, which yeah. I have the edit suite there where I put together any kind of film and video, and then record. And I also have a new recording studio, which I'm just kind of getting up running for music over at the old Canoni Building. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. moving and shaking right here. Good for you, man. Well, it took Great. me long enough. I'm 51 years old, and finally things are coming around. So I, I feel pretty yeah, good so. about it. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Rob, and good luck on this documentary. I know I plan on seeing it. I can hardly wait. Me too. So um, thank you for uh, coming on the show today. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. We love it when you reach out to us with ideas and comments. The Breakfast Club at WCSY.com. One long word, no spaces. The Breakfast Club at WCSY.com. Podcasts of the shows there as well. And for more inspiration from Teresa R. Getman, visit EnterprisesLLC.com. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Breakfast Club, highlighting what's good every Friday morning at 8.30 as experts, organizations, and event planners focus on the positive and relevant ways to experience hope. The Breakfast Club on Cozy is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at WhitefordWealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com. Join us again next Friday at 8.30 for The Breakfast Club on Super Hits 103.7 Cozy FM. Find a podcast of today's show at WCSY.com. The South Haven Bangor and St. Joseph Banking Centers, a division of Sturgis Bank, believes in community. That's why they're proud to sponsor the new Breakfast Club Friday mornings at 8.30 on Cozy FM. At the South Haven Bangor St. Joseph Banking Centers, it's people that make the difference. People that can help you build or expand your business. Stop at any of their branch locations in South Haven, Bangor, St. Joseph, or visit SturgisBank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. At Whiteford Wealth Management, they have the pleasure of serving clients in nearly half of the country from their beloved South Haven. Rest assured, with Whiteford Wealth Management, you will always get simple, candid advice based on the wealth of knowledge and experience in tax, legal, and investments. Clients trust Whiteford Wealth Management with their life savings, and they earn that trust by recommending products that they use themselves. Whiteford Wealth Management. Let them help you build wealth. WhitefordWealth.com. Proud sponsors of The Breakfast Club on Cozy. The Breakfast Club on WCSY FM South Haven is paid for by Enterprises LLC.